Hello, everybody. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Home Play Podcast. My name is Neil, your host, and with me here, as always, is Nick Hill, your co-host. Hello. So this week, we're going to talk about who we think are the most underrated players in baseball. We're going to pick one player at each position. We'll start things off with catcher. Yeah, so um, my opinion was Salvador Perez. Um, obviously, in a, a couple episodes ago, we talked that Salvador Perez is underrated, and I only learned about him um, while we were re- we were researching for that video. Uh, he bats 0. Uh, 0.272. Uh, he's one of the home run leaders currently tied with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, what do you think, you? Yeah, I think he's a solid player. Um, don't know if I'd call him underrated. I think he uh, you know, gets the uh, recognition that he deserves. Obviously, he broke the record for most home runs by a catcher recently. Um, you know, I'd say he probably has a Hall of Fame career if he continues like this. But I'm going to go with the Yasmanian devil, Yasmani Grandal, um, for the White Sox. He's led catchers in on-base percentage and OPS. Post-All-Star break, he's led them also in average, a batting average and slugging percentage. Uh, he had a 30-game hit streak at one point. Um, you know, he's really killing it. I think uh, a lot of people don't realize that he's more of a contact hitter than a power hitter, which is something that's a bit odd for a catcher. Now, don't get me wrong, he's still a great power hitter, but he can, you know, get those quick singles and the easy... Um, bases as well so he's not like a true power hitter who's gonna swing and miss on like 60 percent of the pitches he he can get the easy single and push the bases forward um which is why i think he's i'd say he's the second best catcher um you know even better than like jt real Medio, um there i think he's because of how consistent he's been i just put him up higher than jt real Medio, who i think most people consider the second best catcher who he I mean he was the best catcher before salvador perez Came out of nowhere, but I think Yasmani Grandal is probably the second best catcher in the MLB right now. Um, moving on to shortstop, I went with Nicky Lopez. I'd say he's the best defensive shortstop in the MLB. Uh, you look at a guy like Allerton Simmons uh, with the Angels, how he carved out a career for himself just by being a dominant defender. But the thing about Nicky Lopez is he's not only a good defender i mean his 1.1 war does not do him justice he also leads the royals with a 3.301 batting average which is sixth in the al he has 20 stolen bases has never been caught stealing and his 0.988 fielding percentage is the best in the al for shortstops um so you're looking at a guy who's easily the best defensive shortstop in the mlb and one of the premier hitters you know, I just think that he's a once-in-a-generation type of talent. Um, you know, he's kind of the anti-Tatis, if you think about it, <laughs> right? Tatis is a power hitter, can't really field, whereas Nicky Lopez, he's more of a contact hitter. Can, uh, you know, similar to Ismaili Grandal, he gets the easy singles, but and he makes some crazy plays in the defense. Um, you know, I'd say he's probably a top-10 player in the MLB right now, and um, I think he should get a big contract from the Royals at the end of the season. Yeah, uh, he is a great player, but I think Brandon Crawford's better. He is, oh, come on. He's an, he's, um, he's, an, he's an underrated shortstop. You know, um, a lot of people say that Tatis is the best shortstop, but if you think about it, he makes a lot of errors there. But he makes up for it with his batting. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> he, does. he is really good at hitting. Brandon Crawford bats three oh three. And he can he makes at least one amazing play every game. I've I've not seen a single game with him not making an amazing game, play, playing an amazing game at shortstop. <laughs> um, he has the ninth most batting average. He ha- he has eighty four RBIs. You know he's, I, a lot of maybe some people would disagree with me on this, but I feel like he's more of a, um, a contact hitter. 
because he kind of, his purpose is kind of to drive, drive in RBIs, not to hit home runs. Yeah, I, I agree that Crawford is underrated. I do not agree that he's better than Nicky Lopez. Um, you know, he's underrated for sure. He's a lot better, but he's not a top-tier shortstop. I think we can both agree on that, that he's no, not at the I level. I can't. I can't agree on that. <laughs> you think he's a top-tier shortstop? Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. Then why doesn't he have a big contract yet? He's been around in the league for so long. I, I don't know. Right? He can't be I that can't, underrated. Mm-hmm. I feel like Nicky Lopez will get the contract. Yeah, Nicky Lopez, Lopez will, but I think Brandon Crawford's better right now. I, I mean, I just feel that, you know, he's, he's good, but he's also not spectacular, right? Like, he's, he meets expectations. He doesn't exceed them. Um, right? And Nicky Lopez, too, I mean, his whole game is making amazing plays. That's the reason why he's on team... Um, and come on, you just got to love the story for a guy who didn't even make the roster at the start of the season. And then... Got they, called up because of uh, injury and then just and never gave it up. <laughs> Crazy. Um, that's why I think Nicky Lopez... I think now with Tati's, like, I don't know where he's playing now. They're probably going to put him at catcher next. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Tati's, like, everywhere, he's probably the best shortstop in the league right now. Um, maybe Trey Turner or someone, but he I should, feel... He, the only thing, he, he has to figure out how to not make errors, many errors. Who, Tatis? Yeah, Tatis. Yeah, that's why they should just put him at catcher, man. <laughs> can't get hurt, can't make errors. It's can't all good. Get hurt, of course he and can. he has the arm, man. He can throw everybody out at second base. Yeah, he can. Um, yeah, just put him at catcher, man. Come on. Or they could just make him, like, I don't know, pitcher. What else have... Where have they not played him? They haven't played him at, like... I think he's played a few games at first base. Really? I have a feeling that he's played. For some reason, I think... I mean, corner infield, they can probably try him out there. I'm sure he's played at second base at yeah, some point. So, I mean, there are only a they few probably more... probably gave, like, Haas on him or yeah. Jake Cronenworth some I mean, time at shortstop. Yeah, the Padres, they just need to move him around to all the positions, and then maybe they'll make the playoffs. That's the only thing that makes sense to me right now. They just seem to be yeah. moving him around as a yes, that, that Tatis might even be a little bit overrated at shortstop, you know? I think he's overrated overall. <laughs> I, I, mean, I just don't like him. <laughs> you don't? Okay. No. I just feel like he's such a bad fielder that it just doesn't justify his hitting. Because there, yeah. there's so or many great power DH. hitters. Maybe DH. I mean, fast, you could. He's fast. He's fast. That's why maybe... He's center field. Maybe. But then, again, errors. <laughs> errors. Errors. Errors will kill his career. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. We're going to go to first base here. Um, Nick Hill? Yeah, so for first base, um, I did Pete Alonso. Um, a, a lot of us should know that um, he was back-to-back home run derby winners. Um First base isn't much about the position because you put all the slow people there because you have nowhere to put them, you know what I mean? But, first and, base and third and base. And you, you want them to hit, but you have nowhere to put them. So you, you have to put them at first. And then, um, yeah, so he's a great hitter and uh, maybe a okay first baseman. But, um, yeah, and sometimes they're playing in the... A different division where you can't uh, be DH. Yeah. Or I, DH is taken already. Yeah, I feel like first base is like the complete insult position. Like, 
even third base, at least you have to have some athleticism. Yeah, you can. And then you could just put them at catcher because if he's big. But no, you're just too big and you can't field. So we're just going to toss you in at first base. And hopefully you don't just, just catch the ball. That's all your job is because you can't do anything else. Like You can't run. You can't... You can't um, um, Dive, you can't throw. You just stay at first base, catch the ball. That's all you can do. That's all we're going to make you do. Um, but I went with Joey Votto. I feel like a lot of people have forgot about him. Um, obviously, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, arguably one of the greatest shorts, uh, not short stuff, sorry, a first baseman to ever play the game. Um, and, you know, he's still playing super well. Sixth in slugging percentage, uh, seventh in on, uh, on um, OPS. And uh, he's second among uh, first basemen in both OPS and on-base percentage. Um, you know, he's been a really quality first baseman, 33 homers. He's come up clutch for them a lot. And, you know, just his veteran knowledge can really help out a team like the Reds. Um, you know, who I think maybe they could make a playoff push with Nick Castellanos. They're looking really good. They have a yeah. few good young players. I'm pretty sure Nick Castellanos, Castellanos is like third or fourth in batting. Yeah, players. he's... He's surely not underrated. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think for a team like the Reds, I feel like Votto, maybe he's not, maybe he's, I'd say maybe he's fairly rated based on his play, but I feel like a lot of people forget that he's an experienced veteran. And I feel like that part of him, it gets undervalued a lot. Um, and at second base, I went with Jorge Polanco. The, he has 31 homers on the year, 285 total bases, 35 doubles. Uh, solid batting average at .271, OPS uh, is uh, .83. Um, again, another guy who I feel is, you know, has a bit of that veteran thing, who had a very nice 2019 season. And, um, you know, he's given them solid batting for a Twins team that's really been bad <laughs> this yeah, year. Yeah, they have not been good. Um, and Minnesota, it's not an easy ballpark to hit in, especially when you're playing half your games there to, you know, hit 31 home runs. I always think it's interesting that home run should all be, like, in the home run race, right? All your home run should be any ball that goes a certain amount of feet. Because, like, yeah, the guys at the... Because, deep, you, I mean, if you're on the Rockies... Yeah, you, you get, like, a... If you're in Denver, it's so easy to hit home runs. <laughs> yeah, you get, like, half your games in, like, super easy home run conditions. Yeah. They should standardize that. But, anyways, I think Jorge Polanco is a guy that does not get a lot of love. Um, you know, I'd say he's... Again, I don't. I wouldn't call him a top tier second baseman. I call him right under that in that second tier of quality players. Um, he's he's above average for sure. Um, you know, I don't think he's up there with like the you know Marcus Simeons and Mookie Betts, but I think he's right Mookie under them. Uh, who do you go with, Nikhil? Yeah, I went with Mookie Betts. Oh, you went with Mookie. Yeah. So, um, you know, when you say second baseman or outfielder, who do you? Who do you who do you think is a really good outfielder or something like that? I just feel like no one thinks of him like because he's a great guy. He he can he can hit very well um, and he's a great outfielder. I I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree with you. He kind of doesn't come to mind. I feel like, I mean, with the Red Sox, I feel the Red Sox was so good that he kind of just got like overshadowed by guys like Pablo Sandoval um, and all the other guys that they had. So, like, I feel like he's always been good, but he's always played in the shadow. Even here in, um, when he's in L.A., right, there's so many great players on that team that he kind of gets pushed aside. And I feel like, like, I feel like if Tatis played for the Dodgers, he wouldn't be known. Yeah, and I've, this is one... I, I, I could have said this any time else, but this one of uh, the weirdest things in baseball 
is um, right now, why, uh, why is everyone building, um, why is everyone thinking of the M- MVP, the MVP has to have the most home runs? Exactly, right? Like, That's so weird. <laughs> it's like, like it's I mean, required that you have the most home runs or the most batting average. You have to have, like, the, you have you to have be to the have, leader in something. Yeah, you have to be in, yeah. and even if you're, if you're, maybe if you're the leader of in stolen bases, you know, I I only know who the leader is in home runs, and that's just weird. Yeah, like, I feel like the MVP race, like, if there was a guy who had the most home runs, had absolutely horrendous batting average, and horrendous RBIs... They would still get MVP. They'd still get MVP over a guy who was second in every category. Yeah. Um, you know, or it would, could be the same for any position. There was one dude who had super high batting average, could not hit home runs, could not drive in runs, and there was a guy second in every category, the guy who had the most batting average would win. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like it's almost, it's kind of the thing where it's, you don't know enough, you know just enough to get yourself in trouble, but not enough to know about it, <laughs> uh, kind of thing. Um, you know, and also I think it's become too much of a batter's game. And there's, honestly, I don't get the whole like whining about there are too many strikeouts. Like it's supposed to be an even game. If, <laughs> as soon as the pitchers start doing decently, we can't all cry, right? Like, I mean, I feel like they should just let the pitchers, you know, Use pine tar if they want to. It's, <laughs> like, if there are more strikeouts, then that's the game. You can't, like, tailor the game to TV. Because at that point, it just loses its appeal. The whole point of baseball is, like, the national pastime. Whereas now it's, let's make it a TV show, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just don't agree with that. But um, at third base, I went with Austin Riley. Um, you know, he's having a monster year. Um, I'd say he's the best third baseman right now in the league. Um, you know, maybe Nolan Arenado, but he's had a bad year. So I'd probably say Austin Riley goes in there, maybe Ramirez. Nolan Arenado has made some good plays. He has made a few good plays, but he's not as good as he used to be. Um, Austin Riley, he a uh, .301 OPS. It's the best among third basemen. He's second among third basemen in slugging percentage and um, on-base percentage, 32 homers. Uh, and uh, he became the third person in franchise history to hit 30 doubles, 30 homers, and he just recently hit 100 RBIs about about uh, 16 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I, for third base, I put Key Brian Hayes. He bats .256. And, um, He's a uh, competent if you, pirate. If, yeah, if you look at the pirates, he, you, they have two competent players, and... That includes Key Brian Hayes. Uh, it's Brian Reynolds and Key Brian Hayes. And Key Brian Hayes, um, he's, he has been doing good, you know. Uh, he has, he, this is defensive war is 2.0, fourth in the National that's, League. That's a crazy high defensive war. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dub- double plays turned at third base, 28, put outs at third, 70, you know. You know, I feel like he gets an unfair advantage for a double plays during at third base because the Pirates probably have, like, they're, when they're pitchers, there's probably a guy on first and second every inning, okay? Like, you can get a double play at third base. <laughs> it's like every inning, it's a double play opportunity at third base because we have too many people along because we don't have competent pitchers that, can't, that can get people out. Yeah, the Pirates don't have great pitching. They don't have great anything. What? Yeah. <laughs> they have great money-making strategies. <laughs> they make money that's their only goal um but anyways and then outfielder i went with teoscar hernandez 
You know, I feel like this guy does not get enough love. Um, 0.317 batting average, that's higher than Bryce Harper. Uh, Best in the league, right? I think that it would be, but he hasn't played. So he's only played uh, 106 games, so he doesn't qualify. Okay. Uh, but I think, yeah, he would have won the batting average title if he'd played a few more games. Um, just 25 homers, but then again, only 106 games, and he's not a power hitter. But you look at the thing, 86 RBIs, third among right fielders, uh, and everybody else in the top five has played over 130 games which just tells you how dominant he's been. Um, a consistent run scorer. Um, I think, you know, he's... Again, I'd say I'd put him in the top tier of uh, Yeah, I think Robbie Ray... I mean, Oscar <laughs> Hernandez is pretty good. But um, uh, just if, if he had played more games, then he, could, he may have been a little bit... Like, not underrated. Yeah. Not overrated, not underrated. Just in the middle. And my my outfielder was Starling Marte. Um, he's really fast. He has the most stolen bases in the MLB at forty five. Um, he tr- he got traded at the tra- trade deadline to the A's. Uh, he's been on fire since. Yeah. Um. He he bats three fourteen, which is the sixth. In, in batting, batting average. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's really taken off. He had that slump in 2020 with the Marlins, got traded to Diamondbacks, and then after that, he kind of got back into his groove. He's been yeah, batting 300. I mean, in the, yeah, in the A's, he's been... In the A's, he's been phenomenal, but I think after that little stint with the Marlins, the didn't go too well. He got traded to the Diamondbacks, uh, and then from there on, he's been batting 300, had another stint with the Marlins uh, this year, um, and, uh, you know, he's been in good form. You know, for a guy who's been in the league for so long, you, you realize he's only peaking now. He, like, he peaked once and now he's almost having like a second peak like you know he did his whole like progression regression and now he's progressing again which is kind of odd i've actually never seen that in an athlete to you know reach your peak and then reach your peak again like seven years later yeah it could be like uh it could be like his peak it's like it's like you know in the if you look at a mountain yeah there's sometimes it's not there's the mountain doesn't go fully down it just stops a little bit and comes and then, back up but if you look at him he went like completely down he was like 245 hitter and goes back up to 317 like or maybe it's just a, maybe it's just what happens to the pirates man when you play on the pirates you just just go down you can't peak fully you know who knows if you played if, for if a you're comp- on the pirates you have no confidence <laughs> you have no confidence um anyways and last but not least pitcher I'm going to go with Robbie Ray, and I know a lot of you guys are probably like, Neil, you're stupid. Robbie Ray is a top five pitcher. I'm going to say he's a top two pitcher. I'm going to say that's Walker Buehler's the best pitcher in the MLB. Robbie Ray's second. Max Scherzer's third. Garrett Cole is fourth. Shohei Otani's fifth? I don't say Shohei Otani's a top five pitcher. Just a, it's a, If he's a pure pitcher, he's not a top five pitcher. Okay. He's a top ten pitcher as just a but pure I, pitcher. I, I feel like he's a Cy Young candidate. He's a Cy Young candidate because Cy Young candidates are done by news reporters and stuff, and they like glitz and glamour. Okay. Okay. Um, but Robbie Ray, uh, really low, two point six eight ERA. He has a crazy seven point zero WAR, which is second, uh, just uh, under Walker Buehler. Uh, he leads the league in strikeouts. Has a low WHIP, just one point zero four. Pretty low WHIP. Yeah. Um, and you know I think. The Blue Jays have the best uh, pitching staff in the league right now with Hugh Jinryu, Robbie Ray, Jose Barrios, who they just got the trade deadline. Yeah. And then obviously you have Vladimir Guerrero Jr., George Springer, Marcus Simeon. I, like, I think if they hold this team and keep these guys together, um, I'd say that they're my pick to win the World Series next year easily. 
Um, yeah, and they will will get two more chances to trade. Yeah, which I think they should go all in. Uh, they have some good prospects that they could use, and I think this is the time if they want to win a World Series. Yeah, um, for me, I went with Brandon Woodruff. Okay, I, I did. I couldn't really think of underrated pitchers, but um, I I think Brandon Woodruff is a little bit underrated. He has the third, even though he has the third best ERA of two point fifty two, and you know he's a great pitcher, plays for the Brewers. I think it's just because the Brewers have so many good pitchers. It's kind of like yeah, the Mookie Cor- Betts thing. They have Corbin Burns. And yeah. I forgot the other guy's name. It's, it's kind of like the Mookie Betts situation where there are just so many players that he just gets um, overshadowed by them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if it's basically Mookie Betts was probably, like, really... Um, he was probably, like, right there in the middle of underrated yeah. and overrated. But then when Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, yeah. you're like, everyone was thinking about them instead of... I feel that that happened in, even in a Boston, right? Like, I feel like if he was with, like, the Padres, he'd be really good. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah, I think it's a bit unfortunate for those guys. But, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. And we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye.